Today on the podcast, I'm joined by my friend Joseph Morris. Joseph joins me to talk about isolation and identity. What happens when what you do is taken away? How does that impact who you are? Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode two of the podcast. Here with me today is my good friend Joseph Morris. Joseph, how are you, man? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm pumped that you're here. Definitely. We've talked about this for I don't know how long now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's finally happening. That's right. It's becoming a reality. So yeah. for better or worse, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, for those that don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my name is Joseph Morris. I'm uh, 23 years old. I am a Almost one year out of college, so I graduated from UAH. Old man. Uh, yeah, last May uh, with an electrical engineering degree, so I'm working out um, in a research park at AdTrans. So I'm a user experience okay. engineer, so um, that's my profession. Worked very hard in college, and I do not plan on going back. I'm glad that phase <laughs> of my life is over. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what I do uh, professionally, and then um, on the side, I'm I'm a filmmaker, so a lot of uh, people know me for my, my skills behind the camera, so I've done... Uh, really been doing it since I was a kid. Uh, you know, Star Wars was sort of my my way in. That was like once I saw that, I was like, man, I want to do the this. gateway feature yeah. there, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I uh, uh, was doing a lot of stuff as a kid, and then um, you know, I started doing wedding films a few years ago. Um, I got to do that for a lot of you know close friends, a lot of church mm-hmm. friends. So that was nice, and I'm sort of transitioning a little bit into some documentary work, some corporate, um, some music video type stuff, things like that. So it's so it's uh it's an exciting transition and it's something like I said I've I've loved to do for almost my whole life. So. That's cool, man. Yeah. Listen, I, I've watched you grow since you're in high school and just yeah. I mean like exponential talent. You just got yeah. an eye for it. And, <laughs> well, how has like in the midst we're still in the you know right now we're recording this in the midst of all the the COVID yeah. stuff and um, quarantine and, and that kind of deal. How has this impacted your not just your work? I'm sure yeah. you got a lot of time to edit, but yeah. how has this how has this impacted you as a creator? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know for me, uh, you know, I've always, I've spent so much time trying to learn how to uh, get the best image behind a camera. And so that requires um, capturing people. <laughs> and so uh, it's, that's been something that's so uh, important to me is capturing real people's, you know, stories and um, finding the best way to capture those. And so that element of filmmaking has really just been kind of um, stripped away from me. And on one hand, um, you know, it's it's been fine. I've enjoyed the time just kind of to myself. But on the other hand, it's like this is something that's, you know, so core to me and, and to who I am and, you know, what I feel I really have to offer to the world. Um, and when that's been taken away, it's like I've had to really question, you know, uh, you know, who is Joseph Morris without, you know, filmmaking? Uh, dun, 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 I, dun. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I can I can edit all day long, but at some point I'm going to start running out of content, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to be cutting away at. So, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of times we we fill our time with stuff or things to do, and, yeah, and we kind of forget that the things that we do, you know, and even the the feelings that we have, yeah. aren't who we are. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so a passage that comes to mind for me yeah. is very clearly Galatians two and verse twenty, you know, the, the song we probably learned growing up of. Uh, if you grew up uh, among the church, then then you learned this one at a young age. Yeah. Um, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so the life that I lo- now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Uh, it's hard to read this without you know, singing the, yeah. the song. Yeah. And all, <laughs> but 
spend some time thinking about this passage in, in regards to what you're saying here. Of yeah. When everything is stripped away, you know, when even as a church, when uh, fellowship is taken away, when yeah. uh, gathering together and assembling to worship is taken away, we still are gathering, you know, virtually yeah. um, through Facebook Live, YouTube Live, those kinds of things. But when when you aren't, when Bible study is not provided for yeah. you, then that's the real measure of your faith. Exactly. How often and to what extent are you willing to go and, and to seek these things out? We're, we are experiencing here in our neck of the woods what Christians in other parts of the world have as a daily basis, They're right? doing <laughs> from the very beginning. Right. Yeah. You know, this, this desire to be together yet don't have the means or don't have the transportation or it's not safe. And so you can't get together in large groups. You yeah. know, we... We are getting just a glimpse, and and it's it's different when you voluntarily give something up versus when someone something is taken from you. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think that's what we feel now is that this fellowship that we we've it's not that we didn't treasure it, but I guess maybe it didn't have as much of a of an outward state of prominence in yeah. my life. It's been really encouraging to see people yeah. still making it a priority to be together to assemble, gather for those worship times yeah, of worship definitely. and Bible study. People still make Bible study a part of their, their life. Yeah. Uh, they make communion the hub of their day. You yeah. know, those things are, um, it's not that you don't think people you know, love them and appreciate them, but when people now have to, we got to put forth a lot more effort. Yeah, yeah. It's very faith affirming yeah. uh, when that happens. And I think this passage here in particular is, um, it's a big one. You know, Paul's writing uh, to the Gentile, or to Galatians, right? The church of Galatia. And they're, they're really struggling with uh, this, this desire to, to go back to the old way, to the, the way of the Jews, to yeah. the, the old law. Um, and what he's saying here is, listen, if we go up a little bit further, a couple of verses up in verse 15, it says, We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners, yet we know that a person is not justified by the words of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Quit clinging to this, this old identity, yeah. you know, taking so much, um, giving so much value and power to the old way. Christ died. That's what we cling to. You now have a new identity in Christ, but they're, they're clinging to this old way that, you know, that... Jews and Gentiles can both be Christians, but yeah. but let's be for real. The Jews, like the Gentiles, have to kind of come to our. They <laughs> yeah. got to come to us because we were God's chosen they had people. Chip on the shoulder, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's, and it, it's more than a chip. I think it's this, it's their identity. Yeah, yeah. This is what yeah. they've always known themselves for generations, yeah. for, for hundreds of years. They've known, you know, for forty years, the entire generation died out, and so a new generation comes back. And we read in the Old Testament, and so now there's kind of a new identity of, yeah. well, our our ancestors weren't faithful to God, yeah. right? The whole reason that the Gentiles are now brought in is that the Jews, well, you haven't really been faithful on your end. So yeah, the yeah. things you're taking pride in, like, ah, that's, not, that's not really the case. Yeah. You know, you're, you don't, you're not validated by that. You're validated by Christ. And, and they, their identity was enraptured with the status they thought that they had. Right, and so and, there's this conflict yeah. that, that goes back and forth. And in the church now, you're, you're trying to proselyte Jews into Christianity, and that's not the way it really yeah, works. It's, exactly. We are both equal in Christ, and we are both in Christ. So we, we share in this new identity yeah. that is not Jew and is not Gentile, but Christ. Exactly. And that's that's a really difficult thing to live out. Yeah. That is a, that is a fundamental dismantling of my convictions of yeah. my initial identity, like I am, I am no longer Joseph the filmmaker. I yeah. am, I am a Christian. I am yeah. Christ's son, you know, and I make movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, um, we had talked about this a while back, but I think of Kobe Bryant. You yeah. know, he he transitioned really well 
out of retire into retirement from yeah. basketball. This guy that was, you know, at, on some people's Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Um, I won't reveal my ru- Mount, ru- Mount Rushmore right now. We got <laughs> yeah. got the Jordan documentary going yeah. on right now, so it's <laughs> we can't ruffle too many feathers. Got to move on quick, <laughs> right? But this guy that clearly. There's no argument. He yeah. was at the peak of his his game, of yeah. his craft, one of the masters of basketball. Yep. That then left and walked away seemingly without any hesitation. Exactly. With complete peace, and he walked into a new a new career. Yep. That was so varied. I mean, the man won an Oscar. Yep. You know, he was. Yep. And he did some investments. <laughs> he did all kinds of things that were beyond just basketball. Yeah. He he was able to see himself as more than just a. He wasn't just a basketball player. Yep. That wasn't his identity. Mm-hmm. That's something he did for 20 years and did it extremely well. Very great. <laughs> extremely yeah. well. Yeah. But that wasn't who he was. Yeah. And people struggle. People that aren't that good at what they do yeah. still struggle separating what I do from who I am. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's kind of what Paul is really trying to get mm-hmm. at here is, listen, you you got to get away from that old identity. That has that person has died. When you he, he talks to the Romans and says, when you die to sin, yeah. there's a death, right? Death yeah. means there's no longer life. If you you have died in a death like his, then you will be resurrected in a resurrection like yeah. his. Yeah, there in Romans six, and so I just this passage has become a little bit more clear to me, yeah. specifically with your what you're talking about when when things are taken away, uh, and I'm faced with the question of okay, who am I really? Yeah, um, you know, my work is taken away, or th- this or that, then. Who am I at the core? Well, I need to be, my identity has to be grounded in Christ. And that then does allow me to weather these storms, I think. Because then you find yourself, Paul was in all kinds of circumstances. 2 Corinthians 11, I believe he gives kind of like a laundry list of all the things that he's gone through, right? He's been lashed, uh, he's been thrown in prison, he's been shipwrecked. So in all these different circumstances, if I find those things happening to me at some point, it's like, (laughs) dude, I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) Not that I'm getting this right. I mean, he authored... You know, majority of the New Testament exactly. text, yeah. he's he was doing things right in the yeah. eyes of God, but the circumstances didn't tick, didn't dictate his value. Yeah. Nor did his circumstances dictate whether he's doing the right or wrong thing. Like yeah. His his identity being in Christ is what dictated those decisions. Yeah. So I think that's a difficult thing for us to to really kind of grasp. Um, but I think it's something that Christ was fully understood. Yeah. You know, he he always deflected glory and honor to God. Exactly. He pointed people to God and his identity. Um, yeah. So I think of um, just even while he was on earth, you know, we talk about, you know, our purposes and kind of being consumed, uh, you know, by our work, by relationships, whatever it may be. You know, the one person that absolutely had the right to be consumed by that was Jesus. Absolutely. And, and yeah. he took time, you know, away from his work, if you want to think about it that way, you know, where if you consider, you know, healing people, you know, preaching to people, um, just being with people, a part of his work, he took time away from that. And uh, when he took time away from that, he spent it with God, um, and he was God. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that's, I think that's a, it's a weird way to think about it, but at the same time, he provides, I think, you know, quite the perfect example of, you know, just how we need to prioritize our lives. You had mentioned, uh, we were talking earlier, the passage John 10.30. Yeah. Um, yeah what, what was that one? What did that passage say? It was in, in the context of, like you're saying, there were, were Christ, if anyone had the, yeah. the opportunity to take credit and glory, yeah. you know, for just for himself uh, and, and have his identity wrapped up just in, ooh, look what I can do. Yeah. Uh, it was him, and yet yeah. he deflected. He uh, says, I, I and the Father are one. And such a simple phrase, but it speaks magnitudes to the, you know, the focus yeah. Uh, that he had here on earth. Yeah, if you're you're 
if you know me, then you know God, exactly. you know? So there's always this element of um, when he's doing these signs and wonders, it's for the glorification of yeah. his Father. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's always yeah. pointing to the Father. He, yeah. You know, he, he references God as Father. It seems like every interaction he has with somebody, it's it's really even not yeah. so much... It is about him. I mean, he has to die. He's yeah. a really big piece of this puzzle. <laughs> yeah. But he and God are so intricately yeah. woven, interwoven in identity. His work um, wasn't to glorify himself. Even though he was God in the flesh, right. uh, it was uh, for a greater purpose. And he models that that element of uh, of identity that we exactly. should have. you mm-hmm. know, And that's why I think Paul is someone who understood that and is able to, to say some of these same things in some crazy circumstances he finds himself in that, you know, my identity is not in staying out of prison even. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. not in anything other than God yeah. and the Father. And, yeah. and and I and the Father are one, Jesus and, and uh, saying that about he and, he and God. And yeah. uh, I just think that's something that we struggle with a lot because of all the distractions that are around, yeah. because of the different things that we can make a part of our life. Um, they don't need to be our life. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you think of uh, when you have that sort of relationship with God and you allow him to to lead your life in that manner, you know, your skills, you know, the, your talents, whatever you're given, um, when you have a vertical focus, um, you know, life could hit you with a lot of different things. <laughs> life could strip you, you know, away, strip those things away from you. Um, and you know, who are you without those things? And when you have a vertical focus, I mean, Paul, you know, ultimately lost his life, um, but along the course of his, you know, his tenure here on earth, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm sure, you know, things were taken away from him, you know, it's the whole time. Well, he says he has a thorn in the flesh, right? And that ain't going yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, to be able to weather those storms um, requires uh, a focus on God and an ability to um, recognize your identity doesn't rely, you know, it's not within you, it's not within the things surrounding you. Right. This this acknowledging that my identity is not my own yeah. takes an unbelievable amount of humility Yes. And if there's any yeah. word that describes Christ and his time here on earth, it's clearly humility. Yes. Yeah. He as the savior, as the king, king Jesus, you might say, yeah. washing the feet of essentially his servants, his yeah. disciples. Yeah. Um there, there's just nothing the imagery there is there's nothing more humbling. The one we should be worshiping is washing our feet. And yet serving us. Exactly. I, he, yeah. The son of man came not to be served, but, but to, to serve, serve. Exactly. right? Yeah. So uh, so you start to see kind of this bigger picture when we really consider our identity yeah. in Christ versus all these things that may have been taken away from us for yeah. maybe a temporary time, maybe not. You know, yeah. maybe it's the the soldier that comes back and has trained himself to be a soldier. And when you're taken out of the context of war, there's an identity crisis yeah. there. Or the person that loses a limb that was a great athlete that now we've got to redefine who I am. Exactly. You know, we, we experience a lot of these things in life, lose a job or something yeah. that for so long without really thinking about it, we start to apply that as the value of who we yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's that's the difficulty of living, the, the challenge of living the Christian life. Yeah. A life that was devoted to God is single-minded obedience. Yeah. Um, Jesus tells one guy, one person in an instance that, that says, well, I want to follow you, but let me first go bury my father. Yep. Let the be- dead bury the dead. Yeah. The rich young ruler, what must I do to be saved? Well, keep the law. <laughs> you know, I've done all that. Yeah. Okay, we'll sell everything you have, give it to the poor. The one thing that hurts. Yeah. And walks away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's listen, this is not easy. You asked. Nope. You yep. and you clearly thought you had some of the answers because everything I list off here you've done. Yeah. But then I get to that thing that says, 
let go of your identity yeah. and walk away from it yeah. to follow me, yep. to find a new identity. Ooh, that's big boy. You know, yeah. leave all your, cam- sell all your camera gear. Get rid of, <laughs> get rid of everything that yeah. makes you a, yeah. a creative and, yeah. uh, and come and follow me. Like, yeah. But I've invested so much time. I've invested like years of, of YouTube life. You yeah, know, yeah. like it, it, <laughs> we struggle with that. Like yeah. I, I I just, I think that's something that we don't really talk about probably enough. I think we find so much security in uh, the things that surround us, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, people, jobs, you know, technology, you know, even even relationships to a certain extent. I know, uh, at least for me, I've, you know, I've been, you know, living alone for the past, uh, you know, year and a half, two years. And so, uh, and I'm introverted, so for me, this has been a really I've enjoyed this time living it up. And living yeah, your best this life, is cloud right? nine right now. Yeah, um, but just you know, living on my own, you know, being single, not in a relationship. Those are two things that um, I think really uh, people it people have a hard time uh, kind of understanding. I guess how I find joy in those things. I guess you know, mm-hmm. I've I've had a lot of people check in on me, and uh, I mean, I greatly appreciate it for sure. But you know, it's it's been eye opening to me how many people think or assume that I would, you know, kind of be struggling during this time. And even if I wasn't, you know, introverted, maybe I was extroverted. Um, if I am gaining some sense of purpose, some sense of identity from, you know, other people, my friends, if I was in a relationship, you know, a girlfriend or a spouse or what, you know, what that's, you know, that's an incorrect mindset to have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think I, definitely for some people, you know, they've been stripped of those things and right. uh, they've really had to kind of, you know, ask that question to themselves. Um, if it's truly difficult to live through this, then, um, you know, maybe I'm placing, you know, my identity in the wrong place. I know for me, even though I don't specifically struggle with that, I've still had to look at, you know, look at myself in the mirror in the morning and it's, you know, who am I, um, when all the things in my life is just kind of ground to a halt and, uh, it can't, I can't be looking, you know, around me in this way. I have to be looking up, you know, yeah. Do you ever find yourself when like, uh, I don't know, people make assumptions about your life of, Hey, you know, why aren't you married or those kinds mm-hmm. of things? Like you ever had those interactions? I got them oh, a yeah. bunch when I first moved up here. Like, yeah. um, like how, how does that impact sort of your, I don't know, just your thinking and going through yeah. all this, like just I know, identity? Yeah. It, I, I guarantee probably every Sunday somebody, uh, you know, somebody asked me after church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny now, but, uh, I definitely at a, there was a time where it bothered me because, you know, you, I felt like, you know, maybe something, you know, was wrong with me. Like, you know, yeah. maybe I should, I see everybody else, you know, everybody's, you know, asking the same question right, all the time. Right. It's like, man, should I, you know, this should this is be something. Is it me? Like, yeah, what? no, yeah, and probably some of it is. Yeah. But, you know, that's, uh, when you become comfortable with that and okay with that, um, that's where, at least for me, I've really, um, I've always been comfortable, um, you know, being alone and just being me. Um, and so I've had to, uh, I don't know, I've, I've always, uh, been happy with kind of thinking, uh, differently than most people. Mm. And so that gives me peace and comfort to know that, uh, not that, you know, I always have to be on a different track than people, but it gives me, uh, clarity and focus, um, for me. And so in the context of relationships, it's, um, you know, I think people kind of pressure other people and say, you know, for you to have worth, for you to have value, for you to be where you need to be in life, you have to attain these certain things that, you know, these milestones in your life. Um, and, you know, I've never thought that way. My parents have never thought that way. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of been a natural thing for me to kind of accept. Um, 
but at the same time, it's, you know, I look to God for those answers. And so if this is a time where, you know, God's like, you're ready, then, hey, you know, I'm all for it. But yeah. if, if this is a time where he's telling me, you know, I want you to focus on your relationship with me, then that's something, uh, you know, that's going to follow me, you know, when right. I get married, regardless. Yeah. And so that's something um, where it's like, you know, let's focus on that right now. So You're looking to him for for that um well, that validation. Okay, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable. For me, it was it was several years after I got out of college and before I got married. Yeah, where I was in youth ministry, and you know, to be a youth and family minister without a family is a interesting place to be. <laughs> uh, large congregation, and so a lot of a lot of sweet old ladies that have granddaughters <laughs> that they want to fix you up with. You know, I so want you, you to meet my granddaughter. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. you go through that so many times, yeah. and it's like, I mean, like it can be exhausting. People mean well, so yeah, you're exactly. flattered. Like I yeah, appreciate exactly, the compliment. Yeah. Yeah. However, like. One, sometimes it's not a choice. Like I could, yeah. I could probably marry somebody. You, know, yeah. you want it to be the wrong person. Exactly. Like, yeah. You want people to be selective, but again, they mean well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, it was a struggle to finally get to a point of okay, God, I am more content in my relationship with you exactly. yeah. than my desire, or pursuit of marriage or yeah. career yeah. or what have you. And and I think a, a passage we had talked about earlier uh, in Philippians kind of yeah. speaks to that. You know, in, in Philippians chapter 2, it's kind of mid-thought here in, in verse 6. Um, it says, Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality, referencing Jesus here, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant. Coming back to our servant idea here. Being born in the likeness of men, being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. He is both God and man. But he didn't count it a thing to be. Didn't did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. He yeah. wasn't in pursuit of His glory. He was yeah. in pursuit of glorifying God. He was comfortable with God's. We go back to the garden. Yeah. Yet not my will, but yours be done. That that idea that I want to be married. You know, I, yeah. I want to have a wife and the two point six kids and all that. Yeah. But <laughs> but ultimately, God, what I what I desire above all things is is you and to glorify yeah. you and for your presence. In my life, that's one thing that's given me so much comfort is to know to to place that burden on God. You know, I'm mm. uh, a I'm a terrible overthinker, <laughs> and so welcome just, to the club. Yeah, we yeah. are a plenty. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so in the you know the context of trying to figure out you know what do I want you know f- for a career, what do I want family wise, all those mm. things, I could spend hours and hours you know a day just thinking about those things and trying to chart out a life for myself and. Uh, I've at times tried to plan those things out, um, and every time, uh, you know, two things happen. One, they never work out the way I've envisioned, and two, it's always been, um, you know, for the betterment of of Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a caveat, I don't always recognize that until several years later. So, it, right. you know, it's terrible to go through <laughs> yeah. in the moment. It's like, man, right. this is rough. But yeah. <laughs> at the same time, it's you look back on it, and it's, uh, you know, I, I just start smiling to know that, uh, you know, I've got, I've got a God looking out for me to know exactly what I need at this point in my life, and right. uh, just learning to trust that plan that I have no idea what, you know, no idea what it is, no idea how to get there, but the trust that God's going to lead me along that path. We see on this macro level of knowledge, yeah. God sees on this infinite. He sees the whole movie, right? Exactly. We're yeah. looking at that one 
the old film cell, film strips. Yeah. You know, we're looking at that one scene. One frame, yeah. Yeah, so we look at one frame at a time, yeah. and we make all of these assertions exactly. and these aspirations based off of that one frame yep. of context, which is no context. Yeah. And that's why God says you cannot walk by faith. Exactly. or cannot walk by sight and follow me, right? Yeah. Like it's you have to walk by faith. You have to trust that yeah. I have your best interest at heart, like yeah. what I... I'm here with you. You know, Paul, I think, understood that. I think of, um, as you were talking there, I was just thinking like all these, all these things that we, we covet, really, these mm-hmm. things that we desire sometimes um, can so quickly become distractions. And yeah. it's not mean, it doesn't mean that we don't have to have any aspirations in life and yeah. career goals and stuff, but, um, but that's not what we ultimately aspire to do. Yeah, you know, exactly. we yeah. aspire to glorify God. That's our purpose. Yeah. And uh, I, a few verses I had down to, that kind of speak to some of those things are this idea of rest is a very, uh, it's a very common theme in scripture. And I yeah. think yeah. the more rest we pursue, intentional rest, deliberate, taking time in, in, um, you know, not solitary yeah. confinement, but solitude. And we seek time. God did that a lot, or, or excuse me, Christ did that a lot. In Mark 6, with his disciples uh, specifically, he talks about this need for physical rest and rejuvenation. Um, the apostles returned to Jesus, and they told him that they had done and taught, excuse me, told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away to the boat to a desolate place by themselves. There, there's this, let's have a retreat to recharge, yeah. you know, um, and then... Isaiah 30 and verse 15, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved, in quietness and in strength shall be, uh, excuse me, quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Lamentations 3, 25 through 28, another great passage here. The Lord says, The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that the one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his, his um, that. He bared the yoke in his youth. Let all be done in silence what is laid on him. All of these passages echo what Jesus modeled um, when he was on trial. There was, in silence was his power. And we sing the song, he could have called 10,000 angels, um, but he was silent instead. And and he he said not a word. You know, he, he, I I don't know, in the moment of someone spitting on you, Call it, spreading lies about you, convicting you of something you didn't do. Yeah. I find it difficult when someone disagrees with me on Facebook to <laughs> yeah. stay quiet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. this, the person who who can remain quiet in the midst yeah. of this is the strongest person in the room, exactly. not the loudest person. Yep. That's usually the weakest one. Yep. That's the one that that's the smallest person essentially. Yep. You know that. Um, and so Christ consistently models this. Scripture has all throughout the Old Testament, New Testament, other passages in the New Testament, other accounts of his life say that uh, he would go away to a desolate place, as was his custom. We find him the night before his trial, and he's crucified. He's in the garden. He has his three that are close by, but then he goes away on his own, and him and God. And I think in order to maintain this perspective, uh, the right valuing of, of God in his life, he had to have this this quietness. And so I I hope that in the midst of everything that's been going on, you know, this time of our life, that all of us are able to find some quietness. And I hope that if you haven't had that and this has allowed for that quietness, that it hasn't consumed you in isolation and loneliness, but it's empowered you to find a connection with God, you know, to find a, a, a deliberate, intentional time to spend with Him, to listen to His Word, to listen to Him, to pray. Um, these are all things that Christ did that gave that reaffirmed his identity. These are all things that Paul did 
that reaffirmed his identity, you know? Um, and I think to some degree, a lot of us have been shaken up strictly because we're not quiet a lot. Yeah. It's not a, exactly. There's so many distractions there. When you're sitting in a stoplight, what do you usually reach for? Yeah. <laughs> reach for my phone you, yeah, every yeah. time, <laughs> flip, you know, scrolling through and yeah. then somebody honks, they get out of the way, millennial, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it, when we're at home, do you sit at home quiet yeah. or you turn on Netflix? You know, yeah. there, there's just always, nothing, is, the sins haven't changed, nothing new under the yeah. sun. Solomon was right, but the access to distractions is on a, n- a level that we just have never experienced. Yeah. And, and even in the midst of this virus stuff, like, people have probably consume more television than they have in a long time. Yeah. And we consume a lot of TV to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's just, the question is, what do we fill our, our lives with? Yeah. Do they add value to us? And do they, or do they distract from seeing our value and our, our identity exactly. in Christ? Yeah, so. it's, a, it's a tough question. Um, you know, I'm personally glad that at this point in my life that I'm, Almost glad that this has happened now, just because, uh, you know, I'm young in my walk with you know the Lord. Don't obviously. brag, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's uh, it's it's something that we all uh, need to really question in our lives at some point. And it's it's great that um, in the midst of you know kind of a dark time, I think that's a bright light that we can kind of look to. Absolutely, you know? yeah. I think questioning your identity, uh, if it's not firmly grounded in Christ, is a should be a daily yeah. daily exercise. But dude, thanks again so much for being with me today. Yeah, this, definitely. Uh, this is a good conversation. Yeah. Definitely something that I, I hope people will find beneficial. Yeah, I know I did. Yeah. Uh, one more time, give folks where they can find you. Yeah, uh, JS Morris underscore on Instagram, and then uh, just look up Joseph Morris on Facebook. I'm, uh, I'm not always on Facebook, uh, but you know, sometimes I post here. Now, It'll so. be a nice little surprise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> well, good deal, man. Can't thank yep. you enough, and uh, thanks for joining us, folks. We'll uh, we'll see you next time.